It's Saturday afternoon. It, it. Do you know where your kids are? Are they in the sewers being eaten by demon clowns? <laughs> I hope not. Because they should be. Oh, wait. I hope not. <laughs> uh, we're reviewing It, which is the adaptation and reboot of the Stephen King novel. Uh, it mm-hmm. was originally done in 1990 as a miniseries, and... Mm-hmm. This new version is uh, directed by Andy Muschietti, who did Mama, um, Gary Doberman, who did the Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle One, Kerry Fukunaga gets a writing credit on this. and Original uh, director, Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah, and uh, Chad Palmer are the writers. And uh, um, Bill Skarsgård takes over the role of Pennywise. From Will Plorter. Well, Plorter. I was thinking of Tim Curry, Clurry. who played the original in 1990. Much different performance. Uh, this version focuses on the kids. No adults in it. No adults in it. And I think it suffers for it. Yes, it's the kids. It takes place in the 80s, you know, and... Uh, 88 and 89. Right. In the book, it's the 60s and then the 80s. Yeah. It's like the late 60s, and then when they come back as adults, it's the 80s. So they sort of bumped everything up to say sort of trendy. And to sort of take off the success of Stranger Things, which yeah. is like the whole let's do some kids in the 80s. Well, speaking of, we have an actor from Stranger Things as one of the lead characters. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. In fact, I didn't know he was in it. And so when he oh, appeared, I, I was like, oh, shit, why is he in this? Yeah, I knew. I've been aware of that for a while. But. At first it sounded good, but then I thought of him in Stranger Things, and the character they cast him in it is the character Richie Tozier, who in the book is like the wise-cracking, smart Alec, smart mouth. And um, I don't know. He did okay with it. Uh, In the original Seth Green, the like always everywhere Seth Green, the 30-year expanse of a career Seth Green plays Richie Tozier and kind of does a better job. Yeah. I think actually the kid to child cast in the 1990 version seemed better cast and they seemed tighter and a bit closer in friendship and they looked more like how I pictured them in the book. Yeah. Like these kids, they all kind of looked alike. They and did. The, and there wasn't really like character definitions outside of like the fat kid who has been handsome. Yeah, well, but just let's talk about a little bit what it's about for those who aren't familiar. It's um, a group of gilly... Bill... <laughs> gillied. What? <laughs> Bullied kids. Gillied. Uh, in a small town in Maine. Dairy, Maine, fictional uh, town. And they each start seeing a cl- the appearance of a clown, mm-hmm. and it, it's hunting children. Its story opens with one of the kids, kid brother, brothers, yeah, George, famously getting you know sucked down a sewer by the clown, and yeah, with the boat. It's the yeah. Uh, he has the little paper boat, and he's it's a uh, a storm. And he's sort of riding the current into the sewer, and the boat goes into the sewer. And that's sort of how the book starts, too, actually. You meet Pennywise, the clown. That's how you first meet Pennywise. And it's a really uh, disturbing interaction. But it's cool. And uh, Pennywise in this is really good. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise. He's the younger brother of Alexander Skarsgård and 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 father of of Stellan Skarsgård. Son son of of Stellan Skarsgård. And there's another Skarsgård brother who's there's an actor, too. There's a bunch of them. There's like four of them. Yeah. And they all act. But so the kids have to kind of band together to fight this force of evil. This demon force that they've been able to trace back 
basically to when the town was founded. Right. And it's cool because in the book, Stephen King creates a fictional history of a fictional town mm. and gives it this whole backstory and lore. It's like the town itself, they almost say it's alive in the book. Like the town oh. itself plays a huge part in this telling of the story. Mm-hmm. And there's these things called like the dairy journals because Mike uh, Hanlon, who's the black friend the black child yeah and in this version he lives on a working slaughter farm yeah in the book it's a farm with his parents like they change a lot but it's hard it's a really long book it's like 1300 pages and it's a hard story to tell this story because it's it's uh, got many sort of uh, parallel narratives, but mm-hmm. then it also goes back and forth in time, sort of chapter by chapter. They're adults, then they're kids, then right. they're adults for a few chapters, and they're back to kids, and they follow each individual character's adult life because yep. they all have different which uh, they career did in paths. the nineteen ninety miniseries. Which, yeah, looking back on it now, as corny as it is, it's almost like a better experience this movie was cool and horror it was rated r but it's definitely cool horror uh i mean Skarsgård's performance as pennywise was incredible yeah, i mean very it's good. really a standout uh it's almost sort of like a heath ledger joker performance it's almost that good. yeah he's... except the movie's not as good around it unfortunately no and the, the cast isn't as good around it the kids weren't i didn't i don't know they were okay they, but were, they okay. weren't really good they one weren't, or like, two really of them good. the uh, young girl who plays beverly she was like the best was one good. almost yeah um the they were uh, sophia lillis is her name um yeah, she's cool they were okay. I mean, they definitely tried to do the whole Stranger Things mood thing. And I can see why they decided, okay, we're just going to focus on the kid's story. And then the sequel is going to be the adults. adults. Yeah, but I think they're going to have to do flashbacks to the kids anyway. Even though they wrap up the, the kid's story in this movie. So I don't know how they're going to give us new information in the sequel with them as kids. Which yeah. they kind of have to do because... The whole going back and forth is a huge part of the the story in the book, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it, you know, gives it a dynamic narrative. That's why it's so hard to tell because even in even in the nineteen ninety version, it is a mini series, mm-hmm. which I almost think that this would have been better off being a mini series on Netflix, yeah, like eight a- hour long lo- yeah. episodes, and just sort of tell it the way it, it's sort of written. You know, right? Because doing this like all kids and people that don't know, they think it's just like kids versus the clown. It's like such a bigger story than that. This you know? though, it's kids versus the clown That's and, what I mean. and the bully yeah. um, and the bully Henry Bowers, Henry Bowers, yeah, who's Henry Bowers. sort of the town bully, and yeah. he's and he bullied by them, his father. Of course, yes. but he brutally picks on them. It reminded me of Ace in Stand by Me because yeah. he's that kind of mean knifes kids. I mean, yeah. the fact that he gets knifed, mm-hmm. he carves an ache in his stomach. That happens I mean, in it's the book. brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, yeah, he's a really fucking nasty kid, and they do some really weird stuff that they didn't do in this where they kind of get gay he's like you find out that henry bowers is like kind of like a gay teenager in the book you mean yeah and like they see yeah they him. didn't do that yeah yeah they like one of them is like hiding and then they're looking for them the bullies and then all of a sudden they like henry bowers says to them like fucking take his dick out what the other bullies and they're like then he's like don't 
touches gay but like these gay like it's really weird like, huh. when the kids are like hiding in an old car and they're like seeing it and they're like oh fuck like he's totally gay like it's yeah and they couldn't have put that in the book or no. in the movie with the kids but yeah it's pretty disturbing like some of the stuff well they the also book. make the girl's father have a you know abuses her sexually abuses her they hint at that yeah they hint at it in the book she doesn't she's not sexually abused by him but she is physically abused by him and that does happen in the book, mm-hmm. like sort of repeatedly. But then, when she's an adult, she is in like a sexually and physically abusive relationship with her husband. Hmm. So it's like it's interesting storytelling. And then she like escapes, and then the husband's after her, and he goes to Derry because she has to go back to Derry because what happens is Mike stays in Derry. Right, he's and, like the only one. Yeah, and the he's kids. like the librarian. Yeah. He's the only one that stays in Derry, and then he reaches out to them because, like, twenty-seven years later, and there there's kids going missing again. Hmm. And they made this pact that said, if we didn't kill him, we promise we'll all come back again. You know, and so she has to go back, and he thinks that she's having an affair because she, she's like, if I told you, you wouldn't understand. And he like beats the fuck out of her. Wow. And then she like gets the upper hand and like fucking bites his dick off or like kicks him in the nuts oh, God. Or, yeah something really intense and then she escapes you know well, which one is mike which one of the kids mike is the black kid oh okay yeah. right he stays in the town okay right and they sort of di- dumped on his character in this movie like they really shortened his contributions uh-huh. and they left out the whole sequence of them building the dam in in the uh in, in the, the chinese Barrens. restaurant which well that's is the cool, adults thing, yeah. yeah but there's a lot of shit that they had to don't but i they don't i don't think they should have scrapped the whole damn building because that's how they become the losers club They're yeah the lo- because ver- so the story i mean very much of this is that these kids are the losers club mm-hmm. but what and your point to your point it they don't really develop that in this film they Not really. i mean you sort of see each one of them having their own experiences with the the t- rough kid henry bauer and, and with the clown yeah and the clown and you see that they're they're they don't develop the story as well as it, it should have been i think and no nah, no nah, it's sort of like quick and fast fancy and you just want for horror state like to see some scary stuff yeah i mean and pennywise is i mean i wanted more of him as much as i hate clowns like it's i mean he was so good i mean th- i think the other thing that suffers in this film is that they didn't have strong adult actors and they really tried to make it all about the kids mm-hmm. and even stranger things you've got strong adult character and actors in there fuck yeah you've got you that know big david harbour story. and you've got winona and you've mm-hmm. got modine. Math- modine and like that makes a big difference and i mean it does in everything like all the harry potter movies as good as the three of them were right. and all the kids are They've got phenomenal actors, adult character and characters. They've got great character adults, and and I think you really need that. Like it it doesn't work to just the kids couldn't carry the film by themselves. They couldn't. That's the that's the big issue. Now, the kids carried the film in Stand by Me. It's different, but it's a very different film, and it. And you, it, it, it's it's told differently. It's also by Stephen King, right? Um, but there's also like the the it's older kids. Film. It's a better film. Yeah. it's a fucking classic film. The story is such that um, with them being the age they are and going on this 13. adventure, yeah. Uh, I mean, in Stand by Me, I think they were like oh younger, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a little younger, but. Uh, it's not you don't have to like there's no suspension of disbelief that they wouldn't sneak off and go do this you right know what i mean 
and there were uh, some adults and you know the junkyard guy and then the older kids ace and stuff they're yeah, a little older but it's also a brilliant film i mean this right. is not you know this is definitely no. a not an amazing film but it nah. and it does drag a little you're kind of like uh, it, it drags a little but it's also really rushed like i'm like they're already doing that like they're already doing the rock fight like the rock fight so later in the book and then it's like boom rock fight boom mike's our friend now but, boom yeah they're condensing a 1300 page book i mean that i i mean i get they're gonna do things earlier than expected but to me, it's like I'm not sure that they picked the right things from the book because they just they didn't do the development of the story enough, like you said, with the Losers Club. I mean, they really needed to show the kids were very bonded together. Yeah, and they all sort of look too much alike. Like in the in the 1990 version, each kid had his own sort of look and feel within the group, so it sort of played better. Mm. Like the Eddie Krasnick character, who is like the asthmatic kid who's like pampered by his mom. He's right. tiny and slight, and that's how he is in the book in the 1990 version. And he like his best friend is Bill, and he looks up to Bill, and Bill's the fucking man. But in this, they kind of look the same. And well, that kid was small, but he, he was wasn't smaller. like he was like sl- I don't. I don't know it just they all sort of looked alike to mm. me. it was like the same tone the same coloring except, except like the fat kid you know what I yeah mean? but it just didn't have the same sort of like uh sort of character each one having their own sort of feel and vibe right you know richie tozier looked just like stan sort of like enough yeah they yeah kinda, they, they did looked, they yeah you're they right looked a yeah. little like in the same like you know vain you know there wasn't just like and then bill sort of looked like richie and it's just like why are they all sort of resemble each other mm. and, you know i don't know there's certain stuff about it that like i really wanted to like love this movie i did too i i did too. and it's freaking killing it at the box office i mean it has the biggest r-rated movie opening of all times ever it's and pretty incredible. It's going to make. Uh, they're projecting it to make over a hundred million dollars this weekend. Well, it made fifty-one million dollars on Friday. Which alone, is crazy. Which is un- unbelievable. Yeah. and it's a rated R film. Right. Which like so much for rated R movies not making money. I know. You know, it's so stupid. And well, we went to the theater with a bunch of kids who were 13, kids. 14. There's kids and like one adult. And yeah. the adult fucked off. And then there's like 20 kids like, yeah, we're going to see a scary clown. I was horrible. <laughs> it's like absolutely horrible. They wouldn't I, shut the fuck up the whole movie. They wouldn't stop talking. No, it's like little like, ah, and like, and like oh, that's gay. And like, Bleh. it's just like, oh, I just want to see this movie. I've waited so long to see this movie. Yeah. And then we said like, would we like it more if we saw it with like adults that are just sitting and watching a film and not treating it like a fucking six flags ride more bored i don't know that's what i think i like maybe maybe had no effect on it because i think i got the point of the movie yeah there's a lot of stuff they changed and a lot of stuff that changed even from the 1990 version and they're doing a sequel of course um i just i don't know if i like the way they chose to tell the story i guess it's easier to make it a movie to do one part kids yeah second part adults yeah bob's your uncle but, but Kerry Fukunaga, who originally was supposed to direct it um, with Will, Will uh, Poulter as Pennywise, as Pennywise. Uh, you know, Kerry Fukunaga, who did the original True Detective, True Detective and also yeah. um, Be- no, uh, Beasts of 
no nation yeah. um is brilliant and He's awesome. i'd be curious that he had creative differences which is why he left but i want to know the details I do too like creative differences can mean so much it like makes me wonder what his movie would have been like yeah i feel like this that brought in that mama director guy who has no we real hated mama yeah mama was pretty bad weak. it was a bad it was story weak. yeah it was yeah. weak and i feel like they the you know studio execs brought him in so they could tell him what to do yeah, because he doesn't have as much pull as someone like Kerry Fukunaga who can does like now. try to. St- yeah, well, now he does. <laughs> but my point is that he didn't when they brought him right. in, so that they could say, "Look, you don't get any say in how this is going. Yeah, you're going to make this movie that we want to make because we know it's going to make money. So any sort of like creative ideas you have, like fuck you, right? Like, fuck you, Mama's boy. You're just going <laughs> to <laughs> you're going to make this movie how we want it because the last guy wasn't fucking playing ball and they separated, they parted ways. So. Yeah, I would like to hear the details. I bet we won't because I'm sure they signed contracts that they couldn't. Or I mean, if we just meet won't. him at a bar and <laughs> get him us, drunk or yeah, something, buy him a drink, maybe he'll tell us what <laughs> happened. It can't be that. I'm sure it's not that sensational. It's just probably you know creative differences, sure. But like, what are the details of those creative differences? I'm sure it's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I'd like to know. It's a, it's a complex story. It's probably one of my favorite Stephen King books I ever read. Probably one of the coolest stories. Of all, it's really telling. It's about, you know, adults fighting their demons Mm. that they were, you know, fought as children, you know, and having to go revisit their demons as adults. And this completely takes that out of it. That there's not that here at all because it's only the kids. Yeah, exactly. And that's too bad because it is a story about adults fighting demons and whether Mm -hmm. there was it real or not, even they all experienced it. Right. They don't remember. It's all like a blur. And that's the thing about childhood. It's like a commentary on just becoming an adult. That's what makes the book so well, especially anyone in the head like troubles in their childhood. You can really relate to this book of having to grow up and move on from your demons yeah because they all are pretty successful like the adults they are pretty successful as adults but they still have this like uh these demons they had to overcome which is quite literally a real demon like you know it's it's an interesting story it's an interesting metaphor for just like coming of age yeah no absolutely facing your demons and that sort of thing the book had a very controversial scene um in which the girl there's an orgy with the kids the 13 year olds it's not an orgy well that's what king stephen king calls it but they but people were very bothered by these kids all having sex with the one girl yeah it's an interesting scene in the book uh it's like near the end and i mean if you plan to read the book or if you're reading the book right now sorry i think a lot of people know about this though yeah now but it's it's uh they're trapped in 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 like the deep depths of its layer and they've de- sort of defeated him, but they're lost, and it's a, like a labyrinth. And because they're they still have their imaginative child minds, like things are changing and shifting, and they don't know how to get out. And so the girl has the idea of like, there's one way where we can like become adults in instantly, and it's to like have sex with each other because they're all virgins they're 13 years old it's super weird I'm yeah. not, it, it, and so they each so it's not like a straight up orgy like they're all very nervous and like and they're like are you sure you want to do this and blah 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 and then they all they each but they do each one of the boys has a takes turns having sex with her and then at the end of it they they like mature or some shit and then they find their way out and survive it, it was not in either one of the movies. Of course not. And Stephen King has had to defend it many times over. And he says that 
he felt that it was, you know, trying to show sort of like a thing between childhood and adulthood. And I mean, to me, it reads it's like a man wrote that because a 13 year old get girl, unless she was sexually abused by her father or mm-hmm. someone, which mm-hmm. she's not in the book, but in this movie she is. I don't sort of. see a 13 year old girl saying, yeah, why don't we all have sex? You have sex with that's not going to happen. So, like, I mean, that might be what a, a guy would think about of their like a bunch of guys. Would, I, that just to me is just ridiculous. That would never happen unless a girl was seriously a victim of some sort of sexual assault. And but a 13 year old girl is not going to say, why don't we all have sex with me? With me. No one fucking time. way. Well, yeah, that's a lot of people because like it's on. A lot of people, you know, they make the best Stephen King books. And a lot of times you read it and they go on and on. And then it's like way back in the list. And it's because of that scene. Is it? Like, you know, The Stand and like, you know, uh, Firestarter or whatever. Yeah. Carrie are all like at the top. And it's like, it should be at the top. But, you know, it's really, you know, it lost me and it's really disturbing. And I got to say, after you, you invest so much time into reading it and then you watch all your like favorite characters like, fuck each other and it's kind of weird you were upset when you read that i remember you were like really mad and upset yeah i was like why'd you do that yeah like of all the things that you could think of to help them escape as kids to help them mature like straight up and it's pretty detailed like she talks about like each one and like one comes early and like the little guy is like a little dick and like she like it's pretty descriptive yeah you don't want to think about that with little kids children yeah it's pretty weird and i just think about like stephen king high on coke in his attic (laughs) writing these writing out the sex scene with 13 year old kids yeah and it is kind of fucking weird and then like the gay shit with henry bowers where they're giving each other hand jobs and the thing at like knife point like there's some weird sexual child stuff man and it's intense and like yeah there's no fucking way you could put that to an american American audience no and like mass appeal and make it but like, i also don't buy it at all like again like i don't there's no way a 13 year old girl right would say hey let's why don't you all have sex with me i mean no fucking way yeah and they like describes them like undressing yeah and no then, way and it's kind of offensive that like i don't know I'm well the glad book's that, old too now yeah the book's like 30 years old or yeah 30 well I think he it's like says in, when he defends it he says well his his whole point is i i find it incredible that because there's so many kids that are missing in the town that are killed by M- murdered and eaten and yeah mur- literally murdered and eaten so he and he says people are not upset about all the kids getting killed and eaten but they're upset about that sex scene yeah well sex is upsetting yeah you know in in our in this culture you know you can watch rape and murder on law and order every night but you can't like see a sex scene, you know, even yeah. when someone's raped, it's just like, she's in a, you know, towel or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is upsetting that he did that in the book, especially cause you've been reading for a thousand plus pages right, and that's your payoff and the yeah. payoff. Cause you don't see how the kids defeat it until like the very end because mm. they sort of beat him once and then he escapes and they go back to kill him as kids and they also have to do it again as adults and they're sort of parallel uh, t- uh narratives in different timelines yeah so you're reading them as adults and they have to do and they don't think they can do it because they don't believe anymore right. and like, and they still do it they don't have the power of imagination and this type of shit and then as that's happening as adults they have to go back in and try to kill him as kids like and kill him you know right which they don't 
effectively do because he comes back 27 years later. But that is something that you get at the near the very end of the book and just, to, you know, they all fuck. Well, I think part of it, too, is you're an adult when you read this book, clearly. I mean, it's not a kid's book. And so the idea of reading something about like an orgy with 13 year olds is disturbing. You know, it is kind of like you're not it's not like a. It's just disturbing. Well, and it's disturbing because you've made such a bond with these characters throughout the book. Like, it's not like it happened in the beginning. You're like, oh, yeah, this is just what happened. Like, you've been reading and reading and reading and reading and reading, and you get really close to these kids, and then all of a sudden they're all, like, fucking each other. Yeah, no. And, like, in great detail. Yeah. And you're like, stop it. No. Like, yeah. I don't want to see these <laughs> yeah. kids have sex with each other. Uh, I really but like this. They didn't choose to do that in either one of the movies. They could never. There's <sighs> yeah, no what reality would they yeah. be able to tell that part of the story. Right. Even in this, they do sort of do some like little nods to it where she's sort of labeled a slut, even though she's not like that's like her word around right. town is that she's a slut. And then when she gets uh, first of all, she never gets taken individually by Pennywise. Like they make it so that the boys have to go and save her. Right. And like that never happens. They but in all, this movie, that's she, a there's a part happens, of it where, she, where yeah. she gets taken after like she beats up her dad and like this sort of thing. But in the book, they all sort of go in together. Yeah. And none of them really ever needed saving until they actually started fighting. But when when they find her, remember he kisses her and she like wakes up. Yeah. That's like a little nod to that. Right. Because she's like, she's in the in the light place where her eyes yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kisses her and she comes out of it. And like that's as close as they could probably go to like having. But it was a her. very Goonies moment when they did that in this yeah. movie. Because it's like. They're underground. The, f- the fat kid gives her a little kiss and they're all sort of standing around there. It was very innocent. And, well, because they're and, like, how, how do we do it? Like, what's going to work? Yeah. And he's like, uh, and he just, he just well, d- well, he's like. And All it's right, innocent, it, yeah. he's in love with her. Yeah, and he's in love, and that's in the book yeah. as well. Uh, I mean, I mean, this movie had some really cool horror moments. It's just it not does. the movie Visually, I wanted it to cool. be. Visually, it's cool. It's very kind of... It's definitely taking its cue from Stranger Things because yeah. it has that look. That, yeah, it does. That sort of look and feel, the color correction of it is sort of very bleak. And then, and, except for the red balloon and the, cl- yeah. you know, but like the rest of it is sort of very bleak it's and sort of a gritty shoe. Feels like in uh, the eighties. Well, and they and, do some like stupid eighties references, like the new kids on the block thing, and then the Friday, uh, Nightmare on M Street Five. Yeah, thing, but that was and, not nineteen. I mean, that would not be number five in eighty eight. I have no idea. I think that sounds crazy. I mean, when was the original? Like, I don't know, 81? Yeah. How could there be a 19, one in... uh, 88? Yeah, it could be. They put those movies out pretty quick. I guess, sir. I mean, they do a lot of sort of like little nods. You know, like when Bill's in uh, Georgie's room and he's holding that Lego turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The turtle is a big concept for Okay, 1989 and Aunt Maron Elm Street 5. Yeah, of course they did their research. The Dream Child. Of course they did their research. They're not going to put some dumb shit. Yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff. Like like I said, the turtle is uh, is sort of like like this god creature, an intergalactic god like Earth is. uh, The universe is carried by this giant turtle. So to have the turtle in there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they reference a lot of the uh, sub-stories in the the history of dairy moments mm-hmm. and that giant Paul Bunyan statue that's in the the in the book right. where it comes alive and chases one of the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they changed and left out. Um I, I don't know, I wish I really liked this movie, but I just sort of liked I it. I sort of liked it. I I mean, I'd probably give it what? I'd give it like a 7. Yeah. Like a 7. I was going to say 7, exactly. 7.2. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's good for horror. I'd probably even see it again in theaters just for the horror factor because it was fun. Agreed. And also and for Skarsgård's his performance. performance. His performance is so good. It's really good. And I'm not even like, I have no stake in this. Like, you know, no, he's, he's all it in. It was just really good. Yeah. yeah. And I really want to know how much of it was CGI and how much of it is him in makeup. Because there's yeah. a lot of times when you know he's stretching his arms out and he's doing CGI stuff, you know. Where he so, opens his mouth and yeah, becomes this yeah. giant, like, yeah, like spider, like yeah. giant, like all these rows of teeth, like a right. freaking shark. Yeah, so I wonder like when his performance stops and like how much performance he had to do in green screen and that makeup. And right. like, there's a lot of questions I'd like to know about his performance because it is really good. It's phenomenal, and yeah. it's really scary. And I, but it was also very entertaining. It's gonna make his career. Yeah. No doubt. This I mean, he'll is... get to do a sequel from this. Well, he's then... also going to become the new, literally, It Boy. Derp. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's it for us, folks. It's uh, We're going to give it a 7.2 here on the Justice and Dooms meter. And uh, go to our website, com for more film reviews. We've got a bunch of streaming ones up right now, as well as Jake's um, series, uh, game review series on the Telltale Batman yep. um, season two. And uh, we'll see you next time. And go see it. Yeah, go see it, jerks. Yeah, jerks. See ya.